Yo, I'm Chad from the Jumpman Podcast, and you are listening to a very, very special episode. Uh, dubbed the B-Sides? Uh, who knows? But uh, I want to introduce our good friend and fellow maniac, Victor Santiago from the Modern Gaffa. How you doing, Victor? Oh, you said very, very special. I'm so excited Two and so berries. happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm excited <laughs> to have you. you know, I mean, you have been uh, so active on mm-hmm. page, and you know, you You've really been a big fan of, of our programming for a while, and I've been a fan of your programming for a while, too. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah, I was uh, back back uh, back in the day, your video reviews of, uh, mm-hmm. of Don Bluth and or other animated classics that you might not have heard of, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, who else is talking about this? Nobody. Yeah, that was the whole reason. I I think, like, in high school, I got really stickler about people saying, like, everything was Disney, like Shrek and Ice Age were Disney movies. And I'd be like, (laughs) just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean Disney made it. They don't Mm -hmm. make all the animation. And people were like, what? Uh, So I was like, I need to make a web series about this. And, yeah, I think you're, like, one of the last people on the internet who even, like, A, remembers that stuff and B, likes it. Because that was really a big part of, like, my sophomore year of college and then at junior year i kept trying to keep it going but i just had to let it go forever mm-hmm. and you know that's it's been rebranded into a uh entertainment website and right. so now it's like this weird memory uh that i like <laughs> even though like the website is the still the name like i don't even think mm-hmm. about the old web series because it was just such a long time ago. And like, how often do you sure. think about Captain X? S, you never mentioned it on the podcast. I didn't even know that was you who made it for like a year. <laughs> every once in a while, my friend, every once in a while, somebody, as, as I am talking about your old stuff, somebody mm-hmm. will, talk, will jump online and talk to me about my old stuff. In fact, uh, breaking news, there's going to be uh, released pretty soon uh, something called Captain S Alpha Prime, which mm. is an unofficial zero budgets remake slash reboot slash sequel maybe of captain s <laughs> is this the thing that like was previewed at mag no, 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 no 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 is this not even is it, it's not even you or brett it's just some nope. random person yep this is no it was a fan who took it upon themselves <laughs> to to continue the saga and make and uh, then uh, I, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. I apologize, but he pumped uh, each member of PBC Productions, my old production company, uh-huh. for information about where we were going with season two. And I think maybe we sent him like the because we had all this pre-production stuff done. We sent him in like maybe I think I sent him like the outlines for each episode. And uh, he got Glenn Case, who did the music for Captain S, to say like gives him the thumbs up for like using the uh, the theme song. You know, and uh, and he got like specs from us to make his own like low budgety Captain S shirt, which ours was low mm. budget too. Ours was ours was zero budget. Right. So like, uh, yeah. So this fan work is coming. Like I've, I've previewed it. It's coming soon. You know, it's like a zero budget fan reboot of a web series that nobody knows or right. remembers. Uh, but yeah, no. Every once in a while. The ghosts from your past will come back and haunt you. Well, damn, that totally just stole my thunder. Because guess what, Chad? The original Modern Gaffa web series is also coming back. Oh, my God. Oh, I knew you were going to say that in that voice. So here's the deal. <laughs> if anyone does remember it, what it was is it was basically a angry video game nerd style, you know, movie review type thing. Mm-hmm. But 
it was bookended by like a you know rom-com slice of life uh dramedy stuff <laughs> that gradually got weirder and involved like dragons and time travel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there were 10 episodes that reviewed 10 movies and they were like five to six minutes each the season finale was 20 minutes long which pissed off everyone i know mm. um and then we tried doing season two and it kind of fluttered about so in 2015 if I don't give up, it's the asterisks because I give up on a lot of things I start. Mm. Uh, if I don't give up, we're going to do one episode 15, but it will be 15 smaller parts. Mm. So basically, it'll basically be a new season. Okay. And there will only be one movie reviewed, and that won't be until like the very end. And wow, yeah, spoilers, I've written spoilers. the majority. Well, spoilers. I didn't say what movie it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so that's hopefully coming out you know before the joke is it's 15 episodes of 15 episode 15 in 2015 mm-hmm. so if january 1st rolls around i'll just stop but so, hopefully it can get that done so so we we both worked on on zero budget video stuff while we were in college mm-hmm. and now we both mm-hmm. kind of uh review not like pop culture stuff but like our tastes and our reviews are all over the board mm-hmm. uh, i think like a lot of people have followed this path but what's on your what's on your slate this week? I know you do a lot of Super Sentai and Digimon right. uh, watching. So, yeah, I after towards the end of college, I got over the whole Don Bluth non Disney thing, mm-hmm. and I got really into Power Rangers because it was the twentieth anniversary. Right. And I just just like I knew like around whenever Mystic Force came out, so 2014. Oh, wow. Uh, Mystic, that was like 2003 or four. Did I say 14? Sorry, yes. I, I meant 2004. Yeah. Um, that was when Wikipedia was becoming a thing, so I like looked, I was like, is Power Rangers on Wikipedia? Because mm-hmm. nothing was on Wikipedia back then. Hmm. Uh, so I looked up Power Rangers, and, and they kept saying these Japanese words, and I'm like, what is this? I didn't even know there was Japanese like backstory behind it Mm. but now that you when you know that it's everything makes sense all of a sudden sure uh like the first yellow ranger didn't have boobs and didn't have a skirt because (laughs) that was a man in japan Mm. the best part about that is his name was boy boy wait the actor or the character the character boy but it's b-o-i and turn to, uh, to Trini, which is close to Trini. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So I knew Sentai existed for 10 years of my life, but it wasn't until the 20th anniversary that I started watching some of it. Right. So wait, so, and, so, so with, with this new knowledge, if you were in like high school and people mm-hmm. were like, oh man, Power Rangers this, Power Rangers that, you would be like, excuse me guys, it's Tokusatsu. Uh, See, I, ne- I, ne- I, pro- I probably read the word tokusatsu, but I never knew it until recently. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in high school, I don't. In high school, I don't think Power Rangers ever came up. Hmm. Uh, but oh, of course, it was like dead. Like, yeah, it, it was, was not cool. Dying. Yeah, Disney was trying to put it. Disney didn't even promote their last few seasons. Yeah, uh, which is funny because their last season is amazing, and which they one? didn't like nobody even knew it aired. The, uh, um, the Dino Dino Force. Uh, it was called something. RPM. Oh shit, RPM. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that was it. Was that? Oh, that mo- season. Everyone dies in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Like all of Africa gets decimated off screen, and it's like super like gritty and like post-apocalyptic, but still like has humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to talk about certain short films on the internet, but people are trying to make Power Rangers gritty, and it shouldn't be. But there is a balance, and RPM was the perfect balance. Hmm. Interesting. 
Um, but yeah, you- in college, I was like that. Like after I was becoming a fan, I would get into like hour-long lectures explaining to people what the hell Super Sentai was. And then you got to explain what Kamen Rider is. Then you got to go <laughs> through like every – it was just a whole pe- – I-, I guarantee I wasted a lot of people's time. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> did, they, did they remain your friends after uh, the explanations? Is I feel I, this feels like a lot of people that I met once. Uh huh. So maybe that's why we never met a second time. So wait, so you're like Scott Pilgrim at the party talking about? Oh, Puck Man. I was that guy. That yeah. was me, like junior and senior year of high school. Awesome. I think I think we've all been that guy. If you can if you can look back and recognize then that you were that guy, I think that's a good thing though. Well, now, now that like, because Digimon, that's my favorite show of all time. Imagine every conversation I have with that. Uh, but isn't it a Pokemon knockoff? Uh, no. And then here's another hour-long lecture about why you—that's wrong. Wow. So I will never not be that guy. Gotcha. Well, you know, maybe you have, uh, maybe you've evolved per se to be like mm-hmm. slightly better, but you're still that guy. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely gotten away from the hour-long rants. Like, oh, I was at a convention and there was like toy sellers and there was like bins of Power Rangers and crap toys like that mm-hmm. and I was we were looking through figures just me and I was waiting for a friend and some like old guy was looking through stuff and he pulls out <laughs> how some old? other how, wait how old is old to you <laughs> you look at his 30s <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say 40 just to make you feel better okay okay good no, but he, he had like a brown ponytail with like gray in it oh so my god he was that's old. so old that's, um, but he, he was he, be he, so old <laughs> He had like five. (laughs) He had like five Tommy figures in his hand, and they were all the White Ranger. And then he pulls Mm. out the Black Dino Thunder. He's like, "Oh, this is Jason David Frank too, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he holds up Samurai, and he's like, "Oh, this shit, man. This is the problem." And I'm like, "I kind of like Samurai." Mm. So my friend shows up, and I'm like, "We gotta get out of here. There's a casual Mighty Morphin fan. We have to go now." He's like, "Okay," and we ran. It was awesome. Wait, wait. So instead of having one of your patented hour-long lectures with a guy who might actually understand you you're like he's engaging me get the fuck out get the fuck out anyone who likes tommy will never understand me oh why is that uh tommy is overrated is the short term the character alone is just really overrated the actor in real life is a pretty horrible human being too oh uh, he has a massive like following on Facebook, but he's got also an even bigger ego, mm-hmm. and is just constantly trying to stroke his ego. Okay. Uh, he makes everything about himself. There was the one Power Ranger actor who got caught on the wrong side of the law and like murdered someone yes. accidentally, mm-hmm. and Jason David Frank somehow made that all about himself too. Well, he's a shameless self promoter. Mm-hmm. How's that? Can and, we, can we uh, say that? Yeah, so he's nobody really likes him anymore, except for fans who don't know that it still exists, you know? His millions and millions of fans, Mm. apparently. But we know the truth! Oh, yes, he's a butthole. (laughs) I I, I honestly, like, have no opinion. But when Mm. he, 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 uh, I I follow him on Facebook, when he came on and said, like, uh, you know, Power Rangers shouldn't be dark and gritty, it should, you Mm -hmm. know, be, like, light and rompy, I was like, okay, right on. You know, like, Mm. original Power Ranger actor, you know? Lay down an opinion. That's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he proceeded to he he made that little video in response to that thing, and then he would like take a screenshot of his phone with like the view count of the video and be like, "Yeah, guys, look how many views my video has." And it's like, dude, 
like you're missing the point that you're trying to make, you know. Well, he's no MC Chris. No, he's not. Uh, I, I think we uh, I kind of measure like fan interactions on MC Chris. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, MC Chris, but you are very infamous in terms of how okay. you interact with your peeps. Oh yes. Um. So, oh, yeah, so where are we going at that? Oh, did you watch him on uh, Superpower Beatdown? Superhero Beatdown. Uh, which one? Which one? You mean there's more than one? He a uh, no, second one just came out. Oh snap! The, so the first one was White Ranger versus Scorpion, and I watched all of that, and it was okay. Is that the one you're, you've seen? No, I just watched the one where it's oh, him okay. versus uh, Ryu. Yeah, so him versus Ryu was like a lot worse, I'll tell you, than the White Ranger one. Because hmm. for those who don't know, it's literally like, well, the White Ranger one, there's like Scorpion is being like evil and like attacking a woman, uh-huh. and White Ranger shows up to save the day. That's you know a basic superhero plot. Sure. In Green Ranger versus Ryu, Ryu is just doing his Street Fighter thing, and then Tommy shows up and, like, picks a fight with this man. Yes. And then before Ryu even displays much of in the way of, like, superpowers, Tommy morphs, and then, like, so it's like, okay, you're morphing to take on an innocent human. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the, like, finishing move is, like, he summons the Sword of Darkness, which is from his evil days, and he, like, goes all evil and murders this innocent Ryu person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. And, like, why? Like, why? Like, what? That was weird. You know? I saw it as but, more... It, it, if you haven't seen this, dear listeners, you should mm-hmm. definitely check out... Uh, I think it's called... I think it's it's either Superhero Beatdown. It's probably Superpower Beatdown. Uh, uh, Bat in the Sun is the name of the channel. You can, yeah. That's how you can find them. It's it's an amazing uh, series. I've tried many many times to contact them, uh, and oh, I yeah. always get like a two word response, which makes me very sad. Oh. Uh, which is usually like, yeah, sure, and then and then no follow up. Uh, but they're amazing. Their stunts, their VFX, their fight choreography is awesome. I feel like basically the, the worst what they do is nitpick. they take like. Like random superheroes, and it's like people are always like, "Oh, what would happen if, you know, Batman fought Wolverine?" And then they actually filmed that with like quality costumes and effects and everything. And um, like those, both of those Power Ranger short films, like they look okay. It's just a little weird when you mm-hmm. think about the behind the scenes. Like I guarantee, if you're, if you're just a guy, you don't even know that Tommy is a butthole. You wouldn't know. So yeah, I'm 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 a little like. Uh... I I know I kind of like sling the hash with Eric a bit on our on our normal episodes, but I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to call anybody on the internet a butthole, especially, <laughs> especially somebody who, who interacts with with people and or makes content because like mm-hmm. people have opinions about your content, man, and like if you're quick to call someone a butthole on the internet, <laughs> they're like, guess what's going to happen to you tomorrow, you know. <laughs> I call everyone a butthole, even Eric. Eric, oh, why aren't you here? You're a butthole. That's endearing, right? <laughs> I'm Actually, kidding. I love yeah. Eric. I, love, I, I had love a, Eric I had a, a what you call it, a Reese's cup, big cup today in oh, honor yeah. of Eric. Dude, oh, those are amazing. I looked for those. I looked. You can't find them. Well, it was. Just, I guess it's just uh, my my region. You know, mm. New York City. It's like we're we're in the the middle of round two. Against uh, debating on whether or not we want to ban uh, 32 ounce sodas, oh. so finding a massive, like yeah. heart shaped, heart sized bit of chocolate with peanut butter <laughs> in it is kind of like, well, maybe that's just not our thing. They're 
hard. Like you got to go to like a Seven Eleven that has like every Reese's candy ever. That might have it, but like a general like grocery store, or even a Walmart might not have them. It's very things are weird like that. That's that's the thing is, in New York City, we don't have any WalMarts. Oh, that, zero yeah, WalMarts. That is true. We have we <laughs> have some, right in the city. We have some Seven Elevens, but they're it's weird. It's like yeah. you're like, why is this even here? Like we, one of them just moved into my neighborhood in, in Astoria. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is just out of place. You know, yeah. I guess it's a massive chain and they can afford to be here. And that's the only people that can really afford to be on our main, on our main strip now. Cause it's so hip, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you go in and you're like, you, people eat Slurpees in New York city. Really? <laughs> it just seemed like such a country thing to me, you know? Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, I don't let's, know. Let, all right, let, let's talk about what we're really here to to gab about. The weather. Yes. No, we're here to talk <laughs> about X-Men and Oh, yes. I'll tell you, that theme song is the best part about that series. Uh, dude, the, the, the highlights of X-Men, I think it was 1996, 4, something like that? Nine, that started in 92. The longest-running animated uh, X-Men series, mm-hmm. 1992, uh, is that theme song with the Japanese intro. If okay. You, if you haven't seen it, it makes the show look fucking awesome. It's is that like, the one where it begins with shock? Like somebody screams shock at the beginning for some reason? Uh, possibly. I saw that somewhere once, and I was like, what is this? Oh, it's like, but yeah, it, I know this. Is it the same show? There's just the anime theme song? or Yep. yep. Okay. They, they made a new intro for Japan to make it mm. seem like you're going to watch this really cool anime. <laughs> Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah. then, yeah, just then back to the crappy Western animation. But it, for, strangely enough, I guess maybe because it was different, it had a following in Japan. Yeah. Let me tell you, Chad, I have the coolest connection to that show. Really? I had a teacher in film school who wrote an episode of Saban's X-Men. I, ca- I call it the Saban series. Wait, wait, wait. So, so yeah, which... Which exact uh, series do you about when you say Saban's X-Men? So when I say Saban's X-Men, I'm referring – it's just called X-Men. People mm-hmm. call it X-Men the Animated Series. Yes. Um, so it's the 92 Fox Kids show. When I okay. think Saban, just because I'm – people don't even know what Saban is, but I know Duke. That's, I know. Yeah, Saban created Power Rangers, and they brought Digimon to America, and they also did the Fox Kids Marvel shows. Can we, uh, can, can we, can we take a moment and say R.E.P. Saban Levy? Le- the levy part was the, uh, was the killer part, and now it's gone, and I'm mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, because it was Saban, Haim Saban, and Shuki Levy were like the team. Yeah, the, the super team. And Haim was a businessman, and Shuki was, you know, an actual content creator. He was a, you know, a writer, director, storyteller, awesome musician. Mm-hmm. And he's gone, and now it's all just business, business, business. Cranking out them mm-hmm. annual sequels. He, you probably don't know this. He was he worked on a pilot a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, it was him, Shuki, and some other people, hmm. and it looked cool. It was called the Tribe of the Wild, and it was about like it was about it was it looked like Power Rangers. It was like five teenagers. It, it, I bet, yeah. And they like we we saw stills of them with like weird like wrist bracelets that looked like glowy magical or something, but we never heard hmm. anything about time travel apparently but we don't know anything about it and it, i guess it didn't get picked up was it oh so it was an actual pilot or was it a kickstarter because it sounds uh, like a kickstarter thing it was shot i don't know if i don't think it was kickstarter like it was a actual like you know i don't know where the money to make it came from but mm-hmm. it was shot like an official pilot and everything it just didn't get picked up by anyone so that's, that's a shame so all right so mm-hmm. 
X-Men. Let's back to uh, uh, X-Men. Yeah, so my teacher wrote an episode. Cool. That's awesome. Um, it was the first of the three-parter where – I remember the scene as a kid where uh, Cyclops and Jean are finally getting married. Mm. And they're, like, about to say their vows when, like, Mr. Sinister, like, sucks her up and puts her in a pod and takes her away. He dun, wrote that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Mm-hmm. You wrote Mr. Sinister breaking up a wedding. That's got to be, like, an <laughs> awesome assignment. Like, somebody hands this to you and you're like, yeah, you guys write the wedding episode. Good job. Here you go. Yeah, he's written for a lot of 90s. Like, everything in my childhood, he basically wrote something. Uh hmm. But he, his words on X-Men, because I took a writing for animation class, and we could only write an episode of a show he worked on. <laughs> it was, like, from a group of five. Mm-hmm. And nobody picked X-Men, because he described it as melodramatic, which is the perfect, like, one-word review for that series. Yes. Because it's a soap opera, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's just X-Men in general. They're mm-hmm. moody teenage to 20-somethings who are trying to find their place in the world. But when they do fight, it's awesome, you know? Yeah, well... Like, I love X-Men style, because, like, a lot of superheroes, like, the Avengers, they're all kind of their own little shtick, where it's like, oh, I got a shield and a suit and a hammer. Mm -hmm. X-Men are just, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna pose, hold my hand out, and something (laughs) awesome's gonna happen. (laughs) And I love that, you know? We don't get enough of that. Like, projectile or, like, superpower... Yeah, like shooting pink lasers or that just are made of energy or whatever or like making the ground shake or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes why can't you just shoot a CGI effect at someone? Yeah, true. I wonder who did that in the uh, – I'm thinking like, all right, Age of Ultron, who shot CGI at people? I guess the uh, the Scarlet Witch sort of. The Scarlet Witch did some uh, – Vision had like a earring – or he had a laser coming out of the – Infinity Stone that was in his head. That's true. And the, when I saw that, I was like, why didn't you use that from uh, the beginning? <laughs> that uh, could have saved some lives there, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so X-Men anime. So mm-hmm. uh, I've heard that you have ranked the X-Men animated for, like, top tier to bottom tier. So I've been thinking about this for a long time. X-Men has never been a huge part of my life. I mm-hmm. wish it could be, you know? It's just – it was – as a kid, that show like looked like crap, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> and I think part of the problem was, as a Western show, it would only air 13 episodes mm-hmm. and then go away for a year. Mm. So whenever it would come, like my brothers watched it, and they were like, yeah, X-Men's coming on Fox Kids again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, would, I would perceive that as like reruns of like an old crappy show. Because mm. I'm used to Power Rangers and Digimon that air you know, 100 episodes, and then sure. the next week they air 100 more, you know? Yeah, it was so many. So, and, like, I watched Evolution as a kid, kind of, not mm-hmm. religiously. And I never even heard of Wolverine and the X-Men until after. Like, I knew about it, but I didn't watch it until it was over. So I've never been, like, in college, Earth's Mighty Heroes, the Avengers cartoon, that was airing. Yeah. So it was, like, every week I was, like, super in, oh, man, when's the new episode coming out? Mm-hmm. I never had that with X-Men. And I kind of wish I did, because X-Men's kind of cool, you know? I like X-Men. Sweet, let's talk about X-Men. Yeah. They, they, they throw CG at people, apparently. Mm. So, only only live action. Well, let's, but well, then, we, we've, yeah. we, we've name-dropped a few, but let's go mm-hmm. through, the, through the official list of every uh, okay. X-Men animated appearance because there are many, and, and I think mm-hmm. everyone who actually has made it this far through the podcast deserves <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to get some knowledge. All right. 
Do you want to just go chronologically in time, or do you want? I, I have the ranking from like bottom to top. How, we can how, go through. How, how long is your ranking? Like, is it ten? Uh, there's only six X Men series ever. So, as far as well, I'm like, from what I can tell. Well, <laughs> did you do your own? Ra- is there? I, I did. I miss one or five? There. Well, uh, I don't know if you kind of guest appearance as an actual mm-hmm. animated series, like in other shows. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've just counted what is an X Men show. Oh let, well, let's. Well, b- before you give your list, I'll just I'll just okay. give a, a few shout outs to mm-hmm. because because Eric would definitely want these shout outs. Okay. Yeah, rest in peace, Eric. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, nah, he's just gonna make it today. Um, <laughs> no, so so the very first animated appearance of the X Men was in 1966. In um, there was like a rotating uh, Marvel animated series. Sometimes they would show the Hulk. Sometimes mm-hmm. the God of Thunder, Mighty yeah, Thor. Uh, and so on. And so there was an episode of, I believe it was the Submariner. It was right. an adaptation of a Fantastic Four comic book, and the X-Men show up. Mm. Yeah. You did your research to him. Well, you know. But the, <laughs> the real one that Eric wants you to hear about is Spider-Man and his amazing friends. The oh, X-Men yeah. episodes are totally his faves. Mm. Yeah, so you got, like, uh, Cyclops, Professor X... Uh, Colossus, like, they, they created Firestar for the show, but since right. she was a mutant like Iceman, she's like, oh yeah, I was on the X-Men, and they do some flashbacks mm-hmm. about uh, how she joined the team, oh. and uh, and the origin of Iceman, where there's two Cyclopses in the background for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Google Biclops. Was it different costumes, and they just screwed up, or did they just draw him twice? They literally drew Cyclops twice. <laughs> So maybe it was like like Iceman pulling a goof, like ha ha! Look, mm-hmm. I've got his I've got his spare on his spare mask. But there were a few with uh, with X Men and uh, on that show. I have never seen uh, Amazing Friends. Uh, that aired when I was like an older child, and I was like forcing myself to grow up and watch Friends and stuff. You um, were that aired in nineteen eighty one, actually. Uh, oh yeah, okay, that yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> um, I was one year old. <laughs> Like, that show seems more... Like, that was definitely reruns. That wasn't me yeah. perceiving things differently. That was... They shared reruns of that thing, and it did showed its age. Um, but it looks cool. I always thought um, Fox and... Fox only has, like, Fantastic Four and X-Men, so they can't do, like, a lot of MCU-type stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they could do an Amazing Friends show or a movie and just not have Spider-Man and just call it The Amazing Friends and just have it be Fantastic Four and Iceman, hmm. I would watch that movie. Those two would be great together, you know? I really liked the uh, the original 1960s Fantastic Four. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. You know, that yeah. was, I feel like that's the only uh, series that did Galactus well. But yeah. it was always like, it was very science-y. It was very like 1950s sci- science fiction feeling. Oh, uh, cool. So, yeah, and just so there's something about the animation that I was like, it looks like late 60s Hanna-Barbera, which I love. Cool. You know, it, it feels mm-hmm. like an episode of... Um, of the Herculoids, because there's, like, a super okay. team, and they all do different things. Right. Anyway, anyway, so next up on the list. Okay. So, on oh, your list? Uh, or what? So, well, I, I want to ask you if you have the aired in syndication but never picked up pilot, aired in 1989. Do you know this one? Pride of the X-Men? Yes. I've only ever seen half of it, and it's all on YouTube. I just watched half of it and was like, "Fuck this!" Oh. Um, have you seen all of it? Is it does it get better in the second we had, half? We had it on VHS. 
What? We Did had it like a... air? Like, it was like sold like officially? It was. Really? I just thought it, it was, was like never released or anything. No, okay. it was. It was before before the um da 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 the X Men. Right. Uh, it was, was the first try to make an actual X Men series, and it failed. Yes. And strangely enough, the main character was mm. Kitty Pride, who is uh, not in Saban's series at all. Exactly. So it was weird. like, why? Why? I mean, but. Uh, not only did it have Nightcrawler, but like basically the premise and all mm-hmm. the characters uh, on the on this pilot were used as the basis for the amazing X Men arcade game. Oh, so and that's why. So the X Men that they have besides Shadowcat, who's a rookie, is Storm, Cyclops, Colossus, uh, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Dazzler for whatever reason. And that's why Dazzler's in the arcade game, right? Not because Capcom was like, you know what? Hmm. I think Dazzler is just the best. Yeah, I knew that game, and I was always, it was always like, it was the X Men featuring Dazzler, and I'm like, who the hell is Dazzler? Because <laughs> nobody knows, nobody knows who that is. Like, she's not like, she has not stood the test of time. Is she even in the comics anymore, ever? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. If you're, I would, I would recommend. I, 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 I can't give you a direct recommendation, but they, mm-hmm. they've rebooted Dazzler many times. Oh. And the last couple times that they've uh, brought her back were pretty cool, and yeah, she okay. and she totally rips on what she used to look like, and you know, disco dazzler, and okay, her origins funny. and stuff. And she, her costume actually looks cool. And yeah, they, I think they did good uh, good things. And her power, which is like you know, to just like m- sometimes make like a like a, like a gun with her hand, like a pew pew okay. pew pew, pew cool. and shoot out little beams of light. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. I, so, I know another another piece of trivia was with Pride of the X-Men. For whatever reason, they gave Wolverine an Australian accent. Yes. And then years <laughs> later, a Wolverine act, an Australian actor was cast as him. And it was like, that's just a random directorial decision. Like, hey, let's give this guy an accent that he's never, ever had before. Well, it's kind of like, who's, who says bub? Clearly not an yeah, American. I guess. Is that a, that's not a Canadian thing, though. Mm, I mean, I think that was more like a. I don't know why he said yeah. both in the comics, actually. But well, but check it out. Stan Lee narrated Pride of the X Men. Oh, did he? Yeah, which is yeah. pretty cool. He used to he used to narrate like a lot of things. Like I remember watching an. Uh, Fantastic Four cartoon, like the '90s series, and he like mm-hmm. in the it was a scene of the Skrulls talking in the Skrull language, and Stanley like pressed pause and was like, "Hold up, true believers, <laughs> let's translate this so you guys can understand." It. And he like re went round, and like all of a sudden they were talking like in English. Yeah, I, th- I think the only the only uh, cameo of Stanley that should have never happened was when he appeared in Spider Man in the Fox Kids Spider Man. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, there's this. They did Spider Verse way back when, and one of the universes that he blips mm-hmm. into in an episode is in a, is a universe where Spider-Man. It's our universe where Spider-Man's a comic book character. Oh, and he meets yeah. Stan Lee, and he tells Stan the man, he's like, "Thanks for making me into an inspiration for children everywhere." <laughs> and like, you betcha, Spider-Man. Wow, Willikers, I meant Spider-Man. Oh, man. It's crazy, really, dude. That show is, like, an iota better than Saban's X-Men. Like, it's... Ugh. Hmm. That's, oh, that's tough. Which one is better? Fox mm-hmm. Kids, I mean, Spider-Man, or Saban X-Men? See, I don't know. I mean... 
I feel like X-Men got the villains. They're not X-Men. Spider-Man got the villains down better. Mm-hmm. But X-Men... See, X-Men, as you said earlier, they're inherently kind of drama-y. Yeah. I mean, but so is Spider-Man because they force him to be. Um, All the time. It, ma- on it makes show. sense that X-Men are dealing with like issues because of like you know prejudice. Spider-Man should not have girl problems, though. Um, I don't know. That's tough. You know, mm. they, they both... They both did really shitty runs of famous oh, yeah. stories, mm-hmm. like you know, like the condensing like an awesome like arc of a story down to like one episode and changing the ending. Dude, when I was in high school, I had this dream. The reason I went to film school was because I thought I was going to be a filmmaker one day, and now I work in marketing in a nonprofit. But I used to think I was going to be the next George Lucas, and my big dream was mm-hmm. to make a Secret Wars movie like a three-part like lord of the Rings style big budget superhero movie cool and so i got really into secret wars i was like doing all this research and i was like oh i didn't realize that spider-man did secret wars it's probably the worst like adaptation of anything ever because it's like it's spider-man and then the fantastic four and then storm because the saban's x-men cast was like busy so they couldn't all show up and it was like, <laughs> like the, hey, the, secret wars that involve everybody fighting for the fate of the universe. Ah, eh, mm-hmm. we're busy. Sense And like, uh, what else? Um, they needed another character. So they, like Lizard was a good guy, you know. Um, Spider Man also had more, like guest star. Like they also did like Daredevil and like even Doctor Strange was in it before anyone knew who Doctor Strange was. I don't think X Men had anyone besides mutant characters really pumping around. Well, they had so many, I mean, there's so many X-Men, mm-hmm. X-Men, like, members, and then there's also so many, like, memorable villains, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Spider-Man and X-Men both have, like, good, memorable villains. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unlike uh, many DC heroes who don't have many mem- mem- memorable villains at all. Mm-hmm. Like, Batman, had, Batman and, to a slightly lesser degree, The Flash have, like, mm-hmm. memorable villains. So, sort of Superman, maybe, but then everybody else is like, who's Supergirl's you yeah. know, arch nemesis? I don't know. And I think people like Google that stuff, and so they think that like the Mandarin, oh, the Mandarin is Iron Man's arch nemesis. Is he like his Joker? And it's like, well, like not really. Like he's sure the Mandarin, he's cool, I guess, but you know, we can live without him, really. You know, or like. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know who like Hulk's. Does Hulk have like a arch nemesis ever? The, or I guess, the, I guess Thunderbolt Ross. Kind well, of. it depends. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're an old school Hulk fan like me, you would say, okay, either a the Abomination, right. who is you know just like him except evil, or mm-hmm. the leader. And the leader, okay. the leader is like he's everything that the Hulk isn't. He's super duper smart, and he's trying to right. take over the planet. And how can the big dumb Hulk ever stop the super smart leader? I mean, that's that's just awesome. The way I've always seen Abomination is he's like more like his saber tooth, like he's just like a rival. I've never, I can't imagine him like plotting and scheming. Yeah, that's the thing is, is you know, he's more like not like a foil to the Hulk, but he's like a dark mirror, mm-hmm. you know. And they and they yeah. played around with that in in, uh, in the Ed Norton uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, you know, to a slightly to a slight mm-hmm. degree. I think if anyone has the final verdict on. Fox Kids Spider-Man versus Fox Kids X-Men. It's Eric. Because he recently... Didn't he just, just re-watch all of Spider-Man with his son or something? He did. He did with yeah. uh, with his son. And, and he watched the X-Men, too. 
Oh, well, there we go. So let's let's bring him back whenever he gets a That's chance true. to say. We'll, we'll have him weigh in on this. You know what? Dude, check it out. I'm going to text him right now <laughs> okay. while we're recording. We're going to have because I was like, oh, maybe we can post it on the Facebook page. No, the people need to know right now. Is this going to be uh, what happened? I have a Jumpman memory of you guys trying to uh, call your mom into the call <laughs> to like settle some debate and like she wouldn't pick up. Yeah. Well, no, I think we're, 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 we're trying to get her on Skype and it just wouldn't work. There you go. Uh, while you're texting, do you want me to start the countdown, please, I guess? Please, Okay. So, right. So what I consider X-Men, there are six, like, actual animated series that you can find, like, on the internets or whatever that are an X-Men show. Mm-hmm. So way at the bottom, I put the X-Men anime. Oh, you didn't and like that. Have you seen any of it? I saw I, I saw the first episode, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know, I was like, all right, it's it's anime. That's different. Mm-hmm. See, I never watched any of it. For the sake of this discussion, I watched it the first episode, like the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe I should give it all a shot and to see how it all plays mm-hmm. out. Uh, so well, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, which you might know because this is fairly recent, but Marvel and X-Men – or Marvel did four anime series a couple years ago. And the, I think the problem was they tried to like force Japan into them a little bit. Well, I mean, it, was, it was made by Studio IG. Yeah. You know, they're, they're pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Like, they did, they did a Wolverine story. And, okay, you can Wolverine in Japan. That makes sense. And mm-hmm. Tony Stark, for his series, he had, like, a friend in Japan he went to. But, like, the plot of X-Men anime is, like, some random little Japanese X-Men, a character Joss Whedon created that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes missing, and it's like, oh, we got to go to Japan. And it's like, okay, why, really? Um, so what I don't like about this series is it does, it's the exact same thing as Wolverine and the X-Men in the very first scene, mm-hmm. Gene goes Phoenix and blows up. Right. And then it's like a year later, everyone is like split up and now you got to bring them all back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men did Cyclops really well. Cause he went from being like the team leader who was together. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, broody and dark and wears a trench coat. Mm-hmm. The anime did the exact same thing, but because it was an anime, it wasn't brooding. It was angst, and it was like five minutes of him monologuing about his dead girlfriend, and it's like, oh, my God, we get it. Can you please go punch something already? <laughs> so, yeah, that was mainly th- the thing, and I, th- I really think it is cool and different to see anime X-Men. I don't know if it really works just seeing Western heroes like that. It worked more than Disc Wars, which I guess I probably oh probably could have mentioned. Disc Wars. Disc Wars did that like toey like kids thing, where it, like in my head I think the reason why Japanese characters call out their attacks is to facilitate children on the playground hmm. who are like they're playing and they're like, oh, um, uh. Common rider, rider, kick, huh, you know? Because mm. otherwise, if you're an American kid playing X-Men, you're going to, like, hold your hands to your eyes and, like, go, pew, 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 I'm shooting a laser, pew, pew, you know? You can just say, optic blast. Hmm. In Disc Wars, the characters would call out their attacks, but it was like, shield throw, repulsor beam, hammer thunder, and it's like, no, that's not, that doesn't work, you know? I, I think it's a tradition that goes, that's, I think it's a tokusatsu tradition, actually, that's oh, yeah. spilled over yeah. into anime. Oh, yeah. And Toei did make uh, Disc Wars, so they totally, you know. God, let's not talk about Disc Wars. (laughs) 
Uh, I watched three episodes of that, and that was enough. Wow, Dude, that's more than that's more than me. I watched parts of one. I think I watched five mm-hmm. minutes, and I was like, "This is exactly like Transformers." Aaron Energon shooting oh, yeah. me in the head. Well, the problem with Disc Wars is that it took three episodes for them to do episode one. Like, <laughs> it was just a lot of like build up and set up and backstory that could have been like five minutes, you know? Because mm-hmm. like the gimmick is that they can like summon. Avengers and like use them in battle and it's like a cool like tokusatsu Digimon Sailor Moon type summoning scene mm-hmm. but we don't get that until the end of episode 3 and it's like this should have been in the first episode you know I think it was I just think, slow I think they were going for the the dated like 20 minutes per episode th- times 3 equals a 60 minute DVD release mm. kind of a deal oh uh, yeah okay you know I mean? yeah that to- I could totally see that because they did feel like an, a movie they release it as the movie. Uh, oh yeah, Avengers: Disc Wars Episode One, the movie, exactly. featuring episodes two and three. Yeah. God, I hate that. Let me let me tell you, getting three getting three episodes on a VHS tape that was like, mm. you were, that was like Scrooge McDuck, man. Like you felt oh, like yeah. diving into the money bin because because uh, often you would get two, or sometimes if you're Dragon Ball Z, you would get one. Ugh. Yeah, like the original, like the first, I want to say, uh, episode of Dragon Ball Z. Just the first episode was on a VHS tape by itself, selling for 30 bucks at, uh, at FYE. $30, Jesus. Yep. 30. <laughs> they have the Swan Princess at Goodwill for a dollar, and I think that's too much for a VHS these days. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, VHS is still around. There's, like, there's something about it that's kind of magical. You know, the... Uh, People, it's it's like vinyl, you know, like people like their little oh, yeah. like pops and squeaks, you know, like I have, people like that dated I, look. I have Digimon the movie and the Mighty Morphin movie on VHS, but they're just like to stand up and like display. I don't, I don't have a VHS player to play them, you know, they're just to have. Hmm. That's funny. Uh, they're cool. I like the, I love Digimon artwork that's made by Americans, mm. like from that era for some reason, because it's like they don't know how to draw anime, but they're trying. Oh, yeah. It's the, I don't know what it is, like the shading is flat or something, but it looks wrong, but I love it. Mm. I hate um, Marvel merchandise that's made by non-comic book artists. That stuff looks horrible for some reason. Sure. Like, go to, like, the convenience store and you'll see, like, or, like, the pharmacy and you'll see, like, lunchboxes and it's, like, Avengers Assemble. And, like, why does Thor's nose look like that? It's what's going on. This is weird and gross and I don't like it. Mm. So, yeah. So that's number six is the X-Men anime. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, I put Sabans. We've talked about this. It was yeah. just a melodrama that tried to do too much but not a lot of anything. You know, like it covered a lot of comic book storylines, but it just didn't do anything with them, you know? Yeah, it was kind of unsatisfying, especially like stuff that, I'd, stuff that I had read, stuff that I knew, like, oh, okay, here we go. Here's where Colossus is going to beat this guy to mm-hmm. death because he's allergic to metal and Colossus is made of metal. <laughs> and instead he's just like, we can be friends, y'all. And he's like, fuck, fuck, why? Why do I have this knowledge that prevents me from having fun mm-hmm. right now? Uh, I remember there was one scene, uh, Cyclops gets, like, kidnapped or wakes up with the Morlocks and he's underground. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> takes off his glasses, and he's his eyes are, like, blue, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. And they're like, why are you not shooting lasers? He's like, oh, my powers are connected to the sun, and since I'm away from the sun, I can't shoot. My, and I'm like, no, what? what? Like, I was eight, and I was like, that's bullshit. That's not how yeah. that works, you know? Whoever Sorry. wrote that line, you're a butthole. Yeah, I bet, it was, I bet it was your teacher from film school. 
<laughs> no, he only wrote that Mr. one episode. Butthole. He's only ever written one episode for like every show ever. He's never been like a staff writer on anything. Oh, gotcha. Uh, no, he's a cool dude. Uh, so number three, which is a show you've also recently talked about, is X-Men Evolution. I thought you were going to say X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Um, yeah, this list kind of writes itself. It's really, like, obvious. To, like, I'm not going to surprise you and say I love the anime. Um, X-Men Evolution was a show I watched a little bit more growing up. Uh, it was pretty cool. You know, it de- if, for whatever reason, I guess just sh- to make it more appealing to kids, they made, like, half the cast actual teenagers, like, in high school and, like, young, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I in theory, the characters were always that age, but this one, like, putting them in a high school setting, I think, was the main thing that they did. Yes, and, and I know Eric has said in the past, my co-host Eric has said, that it was a genius move, and he thought it was the best thing they ever did because mm-hmm. the X Men are always just like whiny and oh, yeah. drama filled, and always making poor decisions. And that sounds like teenagers in high mm-hmm. school. Uh, they they kept certain characters as adults. Mm. Uh, like I know Storm was an adult because they needed teachers, I guess, at the school. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine, they made an adult because it's like impossible to make him a teenager for like a million reasons. Yeah. That would have been funny, but... <laughs> yeah, which it totally saved us from, like, all the Jean Grey drama, like, the romance. Like, there's no love triangle, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a big part of X-Men, but at the same time, when you take it away, you it's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, it, did, it did introduce X-23. Yeah, a character from... She was, like, the Harley Quinn of that show, where she was introduced in the show and then now is, like, a big character in the comics. Yeah. Um, she's cool. Yeah, and so that show really got, like, it started off, like, high school drama, but that was, like, season one. Season two was where they, like, got their shit together, and, like, they became an X-Men show, really. Mm-hmm. And it was more about, like, you know, the prejudice and, like, the racial and, uh, you know, LGBT, like, subtext parallel stuff. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad that uh, the mutants are fading away so we can, like, stop talking about that for half a second and just get back on. And, Is and that what's fun. happening in the new universe they're fading away mutants yeah when because fox fox is yeah. gonna hold on to that mutant trademark so they're mm-hmm. like fuck it no more x-men no more fantastic four no more mutants oh, yeah. because they're not owned by us you know for mm-hmm. the film rights so they're like all right fuck it nobody's a mutant anymore everybody's an inhuman oh god like i wish they could just take the name inhuman and apply it to what we know about mutants because, like, I'm one of the few people who watches H- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, like, so awkward and weird to hear about, like, oh, we are all born with something inside us, but we only get our powers if we smash a crystal and walk through the mist. It's like, what? Like, why can't you just wake up one day and be walking through walls, you know? Mm. It's weird and awkward, and I just, I, I love mutants. Come on. Well, did you, do you, uh, do you like the Flash TV show? I wish I could, like, just mm. because, like, on the modern gaffa, we have, like, an official embargo against uh, DC Comics, Star Trek, and Pokemon, hmm. mainly because we're explicitly, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, and Digimon, and I interviewed Jeff Nimoy uh, from, who he's one of the, he's basically the Digimon guy, he was, like, the writer, director, actor, everything on Digimon. Yeah. And he mentioned that, like, in the studio, like, on set, not set, but, you know, back in the day, don't say the P word was, like, their catchphrase. Because, like, sure. like we, we think it's, like, a fandom war, like, oh, Pokemon versus Digimon fans. But it was legitimate, like, business competition. Of course. And so out of respect for my love of Digimon, 
we don't talk about Pokemon. Also, Pokemon's horrible. Why would I talk about it? So as an extension of that, we just don't cover DC and Star Trek. Not that I would ever cover Star Trek either. Um, I, th- I think it's good to, you know, focus your uh, your energies on stuff. Oh, yeah. Specialize. And, I mean, I do like, to an extent, certain DC. Like, I absolutely hate Pokemon to death. I don't know anything about Star Trek. But DC Comics, I do know and I enjoy certain things. Like, if I had started the website a year earlier, mm-hmm. I would have been covering Young Justice. Sure. Uh, Young Justice was awesome. I love Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just the state of, there is, what are they? Oh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah, I'm not covering that on my site. And from what I've seen, I would love, I'm pretty sure I would love Flash. It definitely seems like it's more, less, it's less Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., more actual superheroes. Yes. And I hope Marvel at least learns that you can have a character with powers fighting bad guys in a costume and not make him a secret agent. Or not break the bank. Um, yeah. The, the reason I mentioned it was because the way that they create all their metahumans mm, on the yeah. show is the same way with, uh, with Magical Mist. See, that's okay if it's just because you can also introduce Batman, who's like a normal guy or whatever. And I'm sure eventually, like mutants exist in all comics, whether they call them mutants or not. So I'm sure they could show up in that. Like that's kind of uh, static shock, like in that just like condensed area. The that's like the same way metahumans existed was like one big mist thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know much about the Flash, so maybe that's just what. What's it called? Star City? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about as far yeah. as mist and metahumans. Um, I, like, maybe one of these days I'll sit down and watch it because it, it does look awesome. Mm-hmm. But just in my life, i got to keep up with like six different shows, and I don't watch Kamen Rider because it sucks, so I feel bad. So if, when I finish watching all of Kamen Rider, I'll watch Flash. We'll see. Wait, original Kamen Rider? Uh, I don't Mask watch the Rider series or? that airs right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, we only cover Common Rider because during the Power Rangers hiatus, my first year of the site, I had nothing to blog about, and I was like, I need to get content on the site. I guess I'll watch Common Rider, and it was okay. Oh man! But right now, it's horrible. Oh no! What happened? See, when when uh, when when De- Decade came out, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit! They just rebooted, and it's the most fantastical, you know, uh, Tokusatsu mm-hmm. show. Suit. Tokusatsu, I don't say that often, show ever. And then they followed it up with uh, with W, and I was like, this is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. You the know, go, first go, go. few common Riders after Decade were pretty popular. You know, everyone likes Double, mm-hmm. or W, however you say it. And uh, what was after that? O's is my personal, it's one of my favorite shows, like, ever. Right, and, and, um, and then there was the Rocket one. Or no, there was, he, he was yeah. the Rocket one. Or no, O's was Metals. Ah, yes. Uh, Forze was Rockets, and I've seen the first episode of Forze a few times. Mm-hmm. This is where it started to fall apart. Yeah. Wizard came after that, and then after that was Gaim, which is where it started getting weird. Hmm. Popular again. Gaim is super popular. But it's basically the th- problem is toys. It's, you know, it's a show to sell well, toys. Yes, That's the whole course. point. But they they use like gimmicks nowadays where it's like oh we're doing we're putting fruit powered padlocks on our belts and that's how we get fruit mode you know what? yeah that's awesome. and that's that's Gaim which is the most popular show ever huh. so right now Common Rider is Drive and mm-hmm. it's car themed so mm-hmm. yeah he's a rider that drives a car cool and it's just really terrible he has like Aww. tiny f- magical Hot Wheels cars and it's just I ugh, it's not good at all. Can, can I just say, uh, when 
like the most toyetic thing in the history of television ever was <laughs> uh-huh. was on that Power Rangers season where they're pirates in outer uh, space yeah, and their yeah. power and their power up is I'm going to use this toy that you could get at your local store for 5.99 <laughs> and stick it into my magical belt. No, I have superpowers. I mean, it was really it was like yeah. I, I also thought it was awesome, but I was like mm-hmm. they're not even trying to disguise it anymore. Look at those crappy little plastic toys they're using. That's a toy. Yeah, if you go back and look at like the weapons in Mighty Morphin, the sword looks like a sword. But mm-hmm. nowadays they just look like toys, you know? Like they don't yeah. look like if I'm a kid, I'm going to want to play with a toy that looks like a sword, you know? Mm-hmm. Not a toy that looks like a toy, you know. That's true. Yeah, so toys. Anyway, that's X-Men Evolution. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, X-Men. <laughs> no, I love Toku and I lo- I like I love the idea of Common Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my big things and one of my reasons I love X-Men is I love teams. Mm. The gimmick of Common Rider is it's one hero. Yeah. I well, just I don't then, know. Then there's, then there's like there's always like the other guy who shows up yeah. midway. Or in Gaiam, where there's the other guy who shows up in episode two, and then the twelve other guys. Cool. Well, yeah, sometimes had it could be cool. Powers. Did you watch uh, Dragon Knight? I um, oh some. It's the not it, all it, of it. it. Dear listeners, it's the um, it's the um, the actual like American common. It's writer. the second ever common writer adaptation. Yeah, and. Uh, and and then they and then once it was done over here, it had Mark Dacascos, and mm-hmm. it had it was very um, uh, what the fuck was that show called? Uh, the sh- like uh, it was very Ronin Warriors. Okay, where, yeah. Where every single week they'd fight somebody new, some like bad common rider, and then mm-hmm. towards the end you're like, wait a second, they're all just brainwashed by mm-hmm. the evil guy, and they all have to team up to take him out. That's a series that's actually better than the Japanese version because the Japanese version was just Kamen Rider Hunger Games. <laughs> Some guy gave 12 kids belts and said, go fight to death. Hmm. The American version, the every single rider was manipulated in like a different fashion to become a fighter. Right. So that was really cool. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was great. And the, uh, when it ended, uh, just I think it was on Nickelodeon, right? Uh, that was or... for kids TV. Yeah, they they didn't actually air. It was just like Legend of Korra. They didn't air mm-hmm. the last few episodes on TV. They were web only. They were digital only. So, like you had like everybody like had to tune in online to go see it. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm part of something. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the the stunts, yeah. the the action, just incredible on that show. They won an Emmy shows. for that. Actually, they won an Emmy. It was the first ever Emmy for stunt coordination, and I don't think they've given that Emmy out ever again. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. See, we need more shows like that over here, man. Oh, yeah. I really wish, like, Toku... I feel like Toku is slowly making a resurgence in America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to have to once that the real Power Rangers movie comes out. and The real Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I don't know why I called it the real one. There's not a fake one out there somewhere. I mean, so, uh, I mean you got that MMPR uh, yeah. oh, short, that's not, the, the 12 that's minute never short. Oh, that. Well, yeah. Um... Yeah, Power Rangers is going to force itself into pop culture some way or another. And <laughs> yeah, I hope force it's... itself onto pop culture. It's like, you're going to take these shows and stunts. Mm. Like, I-, I wish we could get things with rubber suits and giant robots in America. You know, why not? Come on, Guillermo del Toro, make Pacific Rim 5 already. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, it's, I think what the, the great thing that those shows do over in Japan is uh, pander to their intended audience. Mm-hmm. Pander like crazy, which is, hey, kids... Mm-hmm. Not adults, kids 
we're going to sell you some toys, and it's going to oh, be yeah. fucking cool. And look out, look at yeah. some monsters. And there's a ton of practical effects backed up by some, like, really cheap-to-make visual effects. Oh, yeah. So, X-Men. X-Men. The fourth <laughs> on my... Or fifth, wait. Well, no, you did okay. five. It was X-Men. Uh, there's five on my list total. Okay. Uh, four is Wolverine and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Which I used to think is number one, and then the next one is technically counted counts not really as an animated series, um, but Wolverine and the X Men is I'm pretty sure I heard about it on your show actually. Mm-hmm. Um, for this episode, I wanted to do like top five recommendations from the Jumpman podcast ever, oh. uh, and it was going to be like Reese's Cup, Big Cup, and Young Justice and stuff like that. Well, you, you've, um, uh, you've dropped them all basically. Yeah. Uh, well, there was another. There's like another like silly one. Uh, I don't remember. Um, but Wolverine and the X-Men is really good. I think it might be the best Marvel animated, like, for kids web series, like, animated series ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really awesome. I mean, what, I think every Marvel show in some degree does this, where there's no, like, origin in episode one. Mm-hmm. Like, they start off and it feels like you're in season two or three. Right. Wolverine and the X-Men, like I said, Gene blows up and goes Phoenix in episode one. And so it skips, like, all, I guess, uh evolution kind of does every story like there's no real and they kind of introductions that's that's the most like origin story marvel show i've ever seen really Hmm. um but i love just jumping into it you know uh young justice young justice did it really well and then it kind of went a little crazy when they skipped five years but it kind of worked i love that Um, young justice is amazing but i think its biggest problem was that it was not a good kids show like i can't imagine kids being able to like keep up with it no way man yeah no, I know. Well, I mean, you know, I work with kids. You know, kids are sophisticated. I mean, when you were a kid, you probably would have been like, yo, this is the best show that's, oh, yeah. like, for kids slightly older than me, and I'm going to love mm-hmm. it even more because of that. I have worked with kids, but I, it was more like middle schoolers. Ah. Um, so I, I tried to gauge their minds. I asked one girl what a Power Ranger was. She It was so funny. She was like, oh, there's the red one and the blue one, and they're like ninjas, right? And I'm like, sure, you can go play now. Yeah, that's pretty. that's a pretty good answer. Um, so yeah, Wolverine and the X-Men definitely does the established world thing really well, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really have episodic episodes. Like, it's really one big serialized storyline, mm-hmm. which is my favorite thing ever. Cool. Um, early on, they did a weird, like, Hulk versus prequel crossover thing, mm-hmm. uh, where, like, Nick Fury showed up and was like, N- Wolverine, you gotta come fight the Hulk. And then, oh. Excuse me. Nicely done. And then they had an episode where, like, oh, he's got to go to Japan and fight the Silver Samurai, and then Storm's got to go to Africa. They get that crap out of the way, and then it's just nonstop awesome X-Men. And it, like, adapted the Days of Future Past storyline, which is really cool. And, yeah, I think it's a really good show. I went into it aware of, like, modern-day, like, censoring of kids' shows. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder how much like blood's gonna show up, mm. and I it was like a drinking game every time Wolverine popped his claws and started kicking people, and like yeah. never once used the claws. That's why they made Sentinels like everywhere, so you could cut up some robots. That's that's the easy, that's the old easy way to get out of uh, of that. You know, it's like every episode of He Man, it's like he's going to fight some kind of robot because mm-hmm. he could destroy them and uh, get past the sensors. That's uh, who came, um, Gendy Tartarsky, or however oh, yes. you say that, from Samurai Jack. Gendy. He like he abused that trope. 
characters that looks like fleshy alien bugs or whatever. He just get getting cut in half, and like robot parts would be inside, and it's like what? And he was kind of affectionately pl- playing fun at that, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that Samurai Jack man, so mm-hmm. ahead of its time, still way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, he consulted on Iron Man two mm-hmm. as like storyboard artist. So that's why, um, because remember in the movie, the villain, uh, Jack Hammer, that's not his name, something Hammer, Hammer Tech, that guy. Yeah. Hammer. He wanted to make Iron Man suits, but then Ivan Vanko was like, no, we'll make him drones, because drone better. Why is drone better? Uh, Because you can kill a drone. That was all Gendy Tartarsky's idea. Let's make him drones so Iron Man and War Machine can blow them up. Because you can't blow up people. Well, man, uh, and they they multiply that by one million for uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh uh, yeah, and like the too bad the uh, the Tupacabras from Avengers One, man, they were alien <laughs> enough that you could kill every single one and not feel bad. <laughs> see, Chupacabra has no official like appearance or definition, but I totally can see what you mean by calling them that. They look like Chupacabras. Exactly, exactly. Some 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 Mexican old lady is going to be like, ah, Chupacabra, when she sees them coming in to Times Square, and everybody's like, yeah, oh, yes, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Wolverine and the X-Men, it was really cool. Um, and it did a nice little sequel hook at the end for Age of Ultron. I don't know anything about Age of Ultron. Not Ultron. Apocalypse. I don't know anything about Apocalypse. Oh. I would have loved to have seen season two of that show. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, H- uh, can, I, can I tell you? Yeah. A- well, H- I mean, yeah, you can H- tell me. Yeah, so, so and, and you, dear listeners, if you made it this far, congratulations. You're a winner. <laughs> uh uh, so I'll, I'll I'll tell you, uh, Age of Ultron was basically saying like uh, it was like a it started as a one off uh, comic series, Apocalypse. yeah, Apocalypse, right? Uh, and then the Age of Apocalypse became like well that was like what we did with like this possible future uh, mm-hmm. where Apocalypse is like nuking everybody and the mutants turn into his like servants and uh, people are dying. We can actually kill people. Uh, that became like the first in a while, like the first kind of ultimate universe, mm-hmm. ultimate alternate universe, uh, where they're like, yo, check out this character. We messed him up. Look at how different he is. Wow. So was cool. it like a time travel thing, like Days of Future Past? No, I think I think they got the idea from Days of mm-hmm. Future Past or were inspired from that maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, it was, you know, it was like late 90s. Right. Different. I mean, like... Uh, Everything about it was like, look at this character. They're totally different and cool. You know. Um, this sounds exactly like House of M. Did they just do it again a few years later? Basically. Although, mm-hmm. it, it, well, it was more like, it had like that 90s way over the top right. feel to it. You know, they're yeah, like. House, House of M was more like melodramatic early 2000s. Because there was like no fighting even in it, I well, heard. No, it was like, take out a, well, she said no more mutants. And then right. it was like, well, no more mutant powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was there was more. Yeah, you're right about that. No, I mean, and next was... she'll next she'll be saying no more Inhumans. Nah, no, they 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 totally nerfed her. <laughs> I actually saw this great I saw this great comic where where uh, where Scarlet Witch is saying um, with correct comma usage, she was saying she's like <laughs> no no no, I meant no comma more mutants. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, credit, okay. credit to whoever came up with that, not me. So, the number one greatest animated X-Men series of all time. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have any I... idea what it is? What? 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's not the Marvel anime colon Wolverine anime. Oh, I guess that kind of counts. No, I should have watched the first episode of that, too. I didn't even think about that. He, uh, he guest starred in a Blade episode, a Blade anime. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> well. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Is it? It's, it's a technicality, so. Is it Black Panther because the X-Men show up in that one? Oh, that show's awesome, too, though. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. In the right ballpark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Is it... Is it the show where Charlie Adler in his Charlie Adler voice says, I hate those squaddies? <laughs> what? No, I have no the, idea what that The means. Superhero Squad show. Oh, yeah. That show is hilarious. It's totally for kids. Oh, this, okay. I did watch some of that. That show. I need to re- I need, I've been thinking about rewatching that because that's like a weird show where it was like super nerdy for fans. Yes. But it was like it was like the most baby show ever. It's it's like Marvel Babies, but super mm. duper nerdy. Yeah, I need to I need to look into that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, what was it? Uh, Slam City. Oh, okay. You know where like WWE characters are uh, are, are like a Muppet babyified. It's the same yeah. exact formula. Uh huh. Um, so it's not that I'm looking. I'm looking at my list now. What are you, if it it's be? like if you're at a list of like Marvel or X Men animated series, I don't think it'll come up there because it's technically, like I said, it's a technicality. A technicality. I mean, I I I befuddled you with my technicalities. What uh, could you this did, be? Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, it's not live action, is it? No. Okay, good. Because I was thinking Generation X for a second. You, that's number one, really, Generation X. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. But it's, on like, <laughs> it, it's on my list, like Birds of Prey, where I'm like, wow, cool, mm. they actually made that? Oh, it looks horrible. Oh, yeah. man, I should do a drinking game with that sometime, and that just has not happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I give up. What is it? So, as I mentioned earlier, Joss Whedon created a X-Men character. because oh, he. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, the motion yeah. comic. Joss Whedon had a run on the Astonishing X-Men for two years. Mm-hmm. And those two, or it was four stories, got it, or five, mm, four. Those four stories got adapted into a motion comic. And, oh my God, by default, because it's the greatest X-Men storyline ever, mm-hmm. it becomes the greatest X-Men animated series ever. Uh, have you ever seen or read either of these stories? Which, which story was it? Because I saw the so first episode of the motion comic. The first big story is aliens it's it's a cure story so they find a cure for Mm -hmm. mutations and then turns out there's like an alien thing involved and then colossus comes back to life oh yes i saw that part yeah so joss whedon resurrected resurrected colossus and the team he put together was like all his favorites Mm -hmm. you know it was uh, I mean, wouldn't you? Cyclops. Oh, I oh I. You think I haven't thought about Victor Santiago's X Men series? <laughs> Cy- not, it's not Cyclops. Uh, who is it? It's Ice. At least Iceman and Multiple Man. Those are like my two oh, main guys. Okay. Uh, anyway, so it was Wolverine, Beast, uh, Cyclops, and then Emma Frost. He threw in there, sure. and then of course Shadow Cat because that's basically Buffy. Yeah. Um, and then eventually he adds Colossus again. It's so it's four stories and it's like four amazing stories. There's like an alien cure story, mm-hmm. and then the danger room, like the AI that controls it, comes to life and becomes like a robot that like escapes and like attacks them. And they're physically fighting the danger room, and she's got like boobs and dreadlocks for some reason. Cause it's cause they're both awesome. Uh, and then if, if you can get those two together, it's a good day. Oh yeah. 
And then the third story was like uh, Emma Frost drama with her people, this Hellfire, Blackfire Club, those guys. Mm. And then the final story is like the coolest thing that I think we'll never see in a movie is X-Men Goes to Space. Space. Where they get picked up by uh, S.W.O.R.D., who in the comics is the intergalactic version of S.H.I.E.L.D. They like control alien life on Earth. Mm -hmm. Joss Whedon invented those characters. Cool. Uh, Which is funny because they may – people are theorizing for them for the MCU, but they may technically be X-Men characters, so they can't use them. But it's funny because Joss Whedon created them, so it's like, what the hell? Um, So, yes, so S.W.O.R.D. takes them into space to fight some aliens. Hmm. It's really awesome. I think – You know, it's (laughs) – I'm I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say they probably got picked up by sword because getting picked up by the Star Jammers just sounds lame. <laughs> uh, th- I think if he did a fifth series, he would have brought in the Star Jammers. Um, yeah, it was just cool to see like you know the funny, goofy, like Whedoniness in X Men because really like anything can be Whedonified, but X Men it just worked so well. Mm. Uh, he really like made fun of the whole like Jean Grey dead love triangle thing and all right. kinds of just like funny stuff like that. Um, and no spoilers, he kills Shadowcat in the end. His favorite character, he puts her on a. <laughs> Let's talk about re- like ridiculousness. The final story arc is the aliens built a bullet inside of their core of their earth mm-hmm. and they're going to shoot it at the earth <laughs> and so in the final chapter uh every single marvel character ever shows up mm-hmm. and they're like they're having to pow out to figure out how they can stop it and they're like some there's some weird like mind control thing where like everyone protect like envisions themselves solving it and like spider-man because his mind is weak he catches the illusion like he he stops the bullet by uh, making a giant web net, and it like the bullet just like gets stuck in there, and he's like, "Wait, that doesn't make sense." And then he comes out of it. Um, and so G not Jinge, Shadowcat, Kitty mm-hmm. Pride, like she gets inside the bullet and like phases it through the earth, right? And it like fucks with her molecules that she gets bonded to it forever, and the bullet like flies on forever. Goodbye. And that's how Joss Whedon's X-Men ends. Um, it's all on Hulu and Netflix last time I checked. Mm-hmm. I seriously recommend As far as, like, motion comics goes, it's kind of in the middle range. Because, you know, it's always how is the quality of motion comics, you know? Well, I mean, no, uh, I think it's about the same quality as, uh, as Spider-Woman, which I really, uh, yeah. really enjoyed. Uh, it is in that range where, like, they kind of move and animate the characters around a bit, but it's still a little wonky. Because, like, in uh, the Watchmen motion comics, they're fun to watch, but it's literally like holding a camera up to a comic book, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Extremist Iron Man comic book or motion comic, it, like, the lips are, like, lip synced and everything. It looks really good. Cool. So that's X-Men, the greatest hey. thing ever. It's funny. I, I- love X-Men. I, I, I can see Kitty Kitty Pride maxing out her powers and phasing a bullet through the earth, but then <laughs> you know drop kicking Galactus. Yeah, I think just threw everybody. For Did a she loop. do that? Yeah, she's well. Galactus came to the Ultimate Universe, um. and everybody's like, okay, they're really going to destroy the Ultimate the Ultimate Universe, and instead, 
uh, Kitty Pride gets imbued with all these crazy magic powers and kicks Galactus around. Was that in like the most recent Secret War thing? No, that was that was a year ago. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was like all the nerds, including myself, were like, okay, uh, it's kind of like, why her? You know, yeah. Is somebody really, really like you know her. I mean, she has this whole monologue while she's kicking his butt, which is, you know, like, why me? I'm just a regular Joe, you know? Yeah. I'm just like you. It doesn't even, like, power-wise, it doesn't make sense, because it's like, she is the, like, she didn't phase, she kicked him. She didn't phase him to she, death, you know? Well, I mean, she beats the crap out of him. It's, it's, you oh, know, I mean, yeah. they, they explain it. I forget exactly how she gains the powers, but it's kind of like, you know, every once in a while, like, uh, somebody will get an upgrade, like right. I, I read New Mutant comics growing up, and the worst character was this guy called Cipher. Oh yeah. And Cipher, his whole power, like it was, it, I thought it was like genius. As an adult looking back, I was like, oh, it's genius. You have everybody in the school for mutants, right? But not everybody can have a kick-ass mutant power. You got to have mm-hmm. one who is just like, my power is lame, and nobody likes me. Mm-hmm. And that was Cipher. His power was he could understand any language, mm-hmm. and that was it. That yeah. was it. So this one time, they take him uh, to to this crazy island. It's kind of like the the island of Doctor Moreau, okay. where, where there's all these like uh, human animal hybrids, and there's this evil labyrinth of death, and there's this crazy scientist popping all, all these mutant hybrids and mm-hmm. trying to get to the to the bottom of it. And they get taken captured, and you know, they're fighting their way out, and there's you know like I said, labyrinth of death death blood everywhere and then finally um at like the most pivotal moments uh the evil scientist just takes a gun and shoots cypher boom dead and he dies and everybody was broken up about it for 20 issues and and (laughs) as, as a kid it was like that was i can't believe they killed off like he was the worst character mm-hmm. and I'm glad he's dead but then oh wait I'm kind of not glad that I didn't like him before mm-hmm. you know what I mean but then yeah. but so the whole point of saying this was uh, they brought him back later brought him back from the dead and they're of like um, let's have him understand the language of uh, non like nonverbal language like body language mm-hmm. so he's like Sherlock Holmes autism times a million where okay. he can uh, not be hit and uh, in battle because he can read your body language and tell what you're going to do next. And then they're like, oh, and let's have him get, like, he can read, like, ones and zeros of computer languages, right? Yeah, computer languages. So, and he just got, like, way overpowered. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's kind of going against the point of the character. Right. You know? So it kind of felt mm-hmm. like that with Kitty Pride all over again. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's dumb. Let's, let's put that in the new movie, Some, huh? Somebody thought it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has ideas. Right, do you think they're good? Is I think it's a matter of you know just perspective. But mm-hmm. you know, everybody has opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wonder if somebody who's listening to this podcast is like, man, that list of X Men animated. What are you talking about, dude? They're total. I bet somebody thinks the anime is amazing and they hate Joss Whedon and they hate the Wolverine show. When I was reviewing uh, Super Mega Force on my site. Mm-hmm. One guy every week would post the either he would post the word "fuck you" over and over and over and over and wow. over again, yeah. or he would send video links to YouTube. And if you click them, it's like the somebody character saying "fuck you" over and over again, or like it's some it's like some cute animation going "fuck you." And I'm like, 
Because oh, I said, and I stand by Super Mega Force being the worst Power Ranger season ever, and it's like horrible beyond all comparison. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who think it's the greatest thing ever. Sure. So everyone has their, everything has a great fan out there. Wow. Well, well Victor, I must say, congratulations, because uh, you know you've made it when somebody cares enough to mm-hmm. troll you on the internet. Oh, yeah. That's when, that's a mark of, I think I told Eric this off, off mic when we first began. I was like, we'll know we've made it when somebody really, really hates us and <laughs> trolls us. Yeah, and for a long time I was like, maybe it could be Victor. Could Victor <laughs> be, could he be our really? first troll? Because uh, I'm like, you know, I don't know this guy's in college. He's a really big nerd. Maybe if we rub him, maybe if we make like an X-Men animated list and we get it wrong, he'd be like, fuck you. Are you making that up? Did you really think that? Yeah, of course. You just <laughs> No, it'd be, be, all right, so, and, and I'm sure you've realized, you, you've seen this too. When somebody mm-hmm. is really, really actively engaged with you and they're a stranger, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you get like a little bit of like stranger danger. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to protect yourself on the internet a little bit. You know, you want to like, you know, you know, reveal a part of yourself to your fans and your listeners and to people and to connect people on a level but you mm-hmm. don't want to push post like your social security number oh yeah you know what i mean so you're always kind of like you know like i you know i love everybody that's like posting and you guys are cool i don't know what you do in your spare time i hope it's something positive mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah there's a like, our number one fan on the Digimon Rewatch is this, like, 14-year-old girl who's got, like, all kinds of things going on. And sure. she won a contest, but she was, like, po- she was like on our site using like, four different usernames. So mm-hmm. I'm like, who the hell is this? Right. So I'm like, I made up some weird, like, identification test where she would, like, take a picture of herself holding, like, up, like, two fingers and, like, her ID so I could, like, just verify. Like, I don't know where I made that from. Mm-hmm. And, like, her mom emails me, and she's like, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? So now every contest is 18 and up, and now I got this, like, BFF who is still writing in using four different wow. usernames. Wow. Yeah. Wait, can, I, can so, I tell you a very similar story? Totally. Back in 1997, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I, I don't care how old you, you or the listeners were in that age. 1997, uh-huh. I was 17 years old on okay. the internet, AOL 4.0 which came on a CD, let me tell you. Of course. Well, 3.0 came on just, a Just floppy. one? It wasn't like on six? Oh, no, it was just one. Hmm. Just one. It took you five minutes to connect, 28.8, uh, mm-hmm. and all the noises and stuff. So um, I forget how I met this girl, but I was <laughs> friend, online friends with a 12-year-old girl. Was, and her handle was, I think this is how I, I met her in a chat room. Chat room, remember those? No, was, I don't. Yeah, it's before your time. Before your time. Uh, her handle was like Freakazoid1989, mm-hmm. which I didn't know at the time. Well, I, I learned that was when she was born. Oh. <laughs> she, was re- she was like really, really young. And uh, no, no, it's because I, I ran a website. And, and he- so here's some super secret information. You can look up my website on the, on the internet way, way back machine. Uh-huh. 1997. If you go to, uh, if you search for like AOL.com slash members slash uh, Chegreth, C-H-E-G-R-E-T-H. That was my AOL handle. Uh, (laughs) I had like an active sort of blog and she would like message me and we became like decent friends. And uh, I owe part of my knowledge of how to 
upload things like uh, like a website into AOL through her dad oh. contacting me, like emailing <laughs> me. He wasn't like, have a seat over here. He was like, oh, you need to know how to upload something onto uh-huh. AOL. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a point where I was like, I'm going to college and I can't email you anymore. <laughs> and she's like, why? And you know, all these all these emails, like, why, why? We were friends, and I'm just like, I just can't. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I don't think I had the courage to. Maybe I did tell her. I'm just like, like you're super young, and I'm going to go to college and become a man, and be an adult man. Uh, and now I, I kind of wonder what happened to that person. Uh, there were some kids I met at when I worked at the summer camp uh, that I would talk to. Like one kid was like half Japanese, so he was aware of Super Sentai, but he had never heard of Digimon. Mm. So I convinced him, and he like went home and watched like all of Digimon in like two days. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> Wow. And then he was like, so I can't find your website. Where's your website? And I'm like, eh, mm. uh, well, um. eh. and then <laughs> to make matters worse, he went home and like Googled me and found like a yep. picture of me and he like traced it and like he drew like a nice like sketch that's hanging on my fridge still. Wow. But it's like, eh, I don't know. Can I like, uh, maybe don't give me your phone number. You know, it's just like, you're a cool kid. And he was like one of the older kids. He was fourteen, mm-hmm. so it wasn't horrible. Like a ten-year-old, you know. You gotta have you gotta have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. I don't even want to talk to like high school kids anymore. You know, like I'm I'm getting old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine where you'll be when you hit thirty. Then you look yep. at high school kids a totally different way. There was a one month because my girlfriend's birthday is like after mine. Well, for one month, I was twenty-three years old, and I was dating what is technically considered a teenager because she was nineteen. Hmm. Well, we like, we met in college, so it's, it's not horrible. But like. It's just a weird, like, gap of a weird timeline, and that's just like, you know, mm, if we dude. had met in high school, it'd be weird. Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the world did and yeah. did that amazingly. Oh, yeah. With him and, uh, and Knives. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Where he really notices the age gap, and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, let's, let's wrap this up, Victor. Let's what? wrap it up with a big bow. <laughs> It's been awesome talking to you, my friend. So, um, thank you, you for want, having you want to me. Plug anything of yours? Oh, I got so many things to plug. Plug away. Uh, so, moderngaffa.com is. Did I talk about this already? Moderngaffa.com is being gutted and taken apart and put back together. Uh, we use like a free website builder that is horrible, and now we're moving to a better one. So, I am spending all weekend building it back together. And what's the better so, one? Uh, we're we're moving to Wix, which is. I mean, we used Weebly, which is, like, you get, like, a free, like, template, you know, and you can, like, change it to fit whatever, like, but it's, like, whatever the template is is what you get, you know? Like, you have to have a horizontal menu bar or a vertical one, and the blog sidebar is either on the left or the right, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's, like, well, what if I want on the left or the right? What if I want it on both? Hmm. In Wix, it's literally, like, you just have construction paper, and you can make whatever you want and you can move things everywhere and it's crazy and it's amazing and I can't wait. The site looks beautiful so far. Great. So, oh, th- until then, Modern Gaffa is still on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you want to hear my voice more, you can check out uh, the Digimon Rewatch. It is a retrospective podcast on Digimon. Uh, I'm also on The Grid, a Power Rangers podcast brought to you by Morphin Legacy. 
so the Modern Gaffa is also expanding our horizons with our new website. So if you want to work for the Modern Gaffa and write articles or make videos or podcasts or something and such, uh, hit us up, moderngaffa.com slash contact, and we will be in touch. Oh, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. I'm going to forget something <laughs> important. Uh, if you want to find my personal Facebook page, don't, unless you're over 22. Hmm. Oh, hmm. That's, a, that's a very specific number. Well, you can never be too young. I don't know what that means. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent, Victor. Well, um, thank you very, very much for a guest starring, guest, guest, special guesting, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 60s Batman style, super <laughs> special guest villain, Victor Santiago. We are normally the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out at, over at headquarters at jumpmanpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. That's how I think that's how we connected, Victor, over Facebook, right? Uh, yeah, I think I would like. I love Facebook, and it's the only social media like I care about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how many fo- like the modern gaff is on Twitter. I don't know how many followers we have off the top of my head, but I know exactly how many Facebook likes we have. You know. Wow. And yeah, I was. I, I remembered today that the first time we ever like connected was you guys talked about Helen Keller having Daredevil powers. Oh uh, yes. And you so made I that went video. home and I made the video like mashing the two movies together, and oh, I posted like it on your wall, thinking, "Oh, they'll never see this. They're they're famous." And then you guys talked about me on the internet, and that was the first time anyone ever talked about me on the internet. So wow. kids listening at home, go on the internet. And talk to Mo- Jumpman Podcast on Facebook, and one day you could be sitting where I am. Mm. Awesome. Thanks for listening, dudes. Well, well, thanks so much for your work too on the uh, on on c- helping to compile our greatest our greatest hits, which we're going to be releasing. I think mm-hmm. basically the same way we're going to be releasing this interview. So you uh, know what I've been thinking about those actually. Yes. Is uh, for my job, I had to call a bunch of like CEOs and companies and stuff, and I'll get hold music, yes. and it's just like generic music. Mm-hmm. Companies should like sell that space. I mean, it would, it would become like ad space, you know. Uh-huh. But like, how cool would it be to be on hold and hear like the Jumpman podcast for like ninety seconds? That would be cool. That would be awesome. But then, but then we would, uh, you know, how it's it's like the psychological thing. But like, we're made to ignore ads. Yeah. You know, like when when I'm at the pump, when I'm at the gas station, and like the TV, there's like sometimes the TV turns on, and it's like, hey, this is Michael with your helpful hips for the day and i'm gonna tell you a little bit about some tips for managing your lawn care and it's probably a great tip but i'm just like nope mm-hmm. michael i'm sorry i'm sorry you're an ad and i'm not listening to you i don't know i mean but if you're on the phone like you can't like you got your at any given time you think that they could pick up so you have to kind of listen at least a little bit and maybe if you're on your computer too not paying attention you'll slowly realize wait i'm hearing the greatest podcast ever made huh wow the greatest yeah ever it's my favorite i don't know if it's the greatest i there's a lot Aww, of podcasts thanks, I dude. everyone but it's my favorite you guys are awesome thanks for having me on of course all right thank you very much victor thanks for listening everybody and uh we'll see you next week bye